You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your ears. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back with you for this Fan Friday edition of Locked On Blue Jays. Yay! It's back after a one-week hiatus while I was in Newfoundland. And obviously, there's only one thing on the minds of Blue Jays fans after the move made yesterday. I am, of course, talking about Toronto's acquisition of Oliver Drake off waivers from the Angels. A big move for the Blue Jays to get a replacement for Preston Gilmet. Uh, no. Obviously, we are not here to talk about Oliver Drake and his 7 ERA on the season. We are here to discuss the long-rumored and finally consummated departure of J-Hap. It was said he was going to go to the Yankees for months. The Yankees finally got their man yesterday, acquiring the veteran left-hander to bolster their rotation, a rotation that now only needs to go five innings a night because they have Zach Britton and Dellen Batances and David Robertson and another guy who is a garbage person. But, yeah, it, it's a it's a sad day. It was all anyone can talk about. And, of course, it happened right after the podcast came out yesterday, showing that I have inherited my sense of timing from original host Sean Doyle. But, yeah, Hap goes to the Yankees for a return that definitely was not what fans were expecting. I think the insiders, once they pieced it together, it made sense for them. Uh, the package coming back for J-Hap is Brandon Drury, who the Yankees acquired from Arizona in the offseason, as well as Billy McKinney, who is now in his fourth organization after being drafted out of Oakland. He went to Chicago with Addison Russell in the Samarja deal, went to New York in the garbage person deal, and now goes to Toronto. So I'm I'm kind of torn where I want to start with this. Maybe it's best to just offer a quick appreciation for J-Hap. I, he, he still does not avoid my policy of not rostering any Yankees in any of my fantasy leagues. I immediately traded him later that day to the aforementioned Sean Doyle, along with Matt Olson for Max Muncie and Tim Anderson. So we'll see how that works out. But now Hap was the steady ace on a team that looked like it needed something to cling on to. When folk songs are getting written about Sam Gaviglio and his performance as a starter, you you know it's it's a tough go in this season. But Jay Hap was the consummate pro in his time with the Blue Jays, his second stint. Many fans are hoping for a third stint. You can't resist the allure of the bag milk forever. And 
yeah, he he's a great pitcher to have. He's a veteran guy. He he knows how the league works. He's a great mentor for guys like Ryan Barucki, like Marcus Stroman. And while I cannot bring myself to root for the Yankees to win a World Series, I will be less upset if they do win the World Series because it means Jay Happ gets a ring that he richly deserves. So I guess that's 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 my take on on Jay Happ leaving. I I almost feel worse for Sung Hwan Oh than I do for Jay Happ just because Oh went to Colorado, but. Yeah, the big focus for the Blue Jays now is what the front office is doing. Uh, Brandon Drury and Billy McKinney, as Ty Barry on Twitter put it, is essentially uh, more athletic Solarte and poor man's Randall Grichuk, which... That, that's not entirely fair to McKinney. McKinney is left-handed, poor man's Randall Gritchuk. So there's there's something there. But yeah, the question becomes, what really did the Blue Jays get for Jay Happ? I mean, it would have been rumored like they're going to get starting pitching prospects, could get a Chance Adams, could get a Luis Sessa. But instead, they focused on Drury, who... It was reported that the Blue Jays had interest when Arizona was shopping him in the offseason. But, again, Drury went to the Yankees instead in a three-team deal that sent Steven Souza from Tampa Bay to Arizona. But he kind of regressed this season. He had some issues with migraines, which, as someone who gets migraines... They are not fun, especially when you are trying to pick out a white blur moving at 100 miles an hour. In 18 games with the Yankees, he batted 176. He lost his starting job when Miguel Andujar was called up. So it it kind of begs the question where Drury is going to fit in. He is expected to be added to the Major League roster for this series against the White Sox. So it does give the Blue Jays a deeper bench now, which I was talking with one of my coworkers last night, and it did seem like the Blue Jays had no real answer. We talked about this with Roy Widrick on yesterday's program as well. And when I went to Twitter to ask for the opinion of the fans on this Jay Happ trade. Because there were there were some split opinions on this. People were like, oh, this is great. This is this is a decent return. And other people were like, no, what are we going to do with Drury and McKinney? We can't really do anything. So I asked the fans what they thought. And it was actually a consensus. 51% of people thought it was a good return for a rental player, which is what Jay Happ is viewed as. I don't think anyone is convinced that he is going to stay in New York. He likes Toronto. His family likes Toronto. So there, there's a strong chance he's going to come back in the offseason. But 25% of people still said meh to this trade. And meh is a great word. One of the best things the Simpsons have done was come up with the word meh. But yeah, it it seems like the Blue Jays fans are all right with it. I think a lot more people are talking themselves into what it can be. 
But I, again, uh, Roy, once he found out about the trade, he said he he liked the deal, just not the players. Which okay, I'm I'm not sure. Again, where Roy wanted to go with that? Did he want the starting pitching that wasn't coming and that? again, was probably traded off to Baltimore for Zach Britton. But it, it's a sign that they probably aren't done. And I I did get into this a little bit with Joshua Housem, who is the editor-in-chief of B-Pro Toronto, the baseball prospectus, because he said that Solarte, Gurriel, and Drury are all the same person, and he would trade trade them, which I'm like, don't be trading Lourdes Gurriel. That is foolish. He is on a great contract and he is young and still learning and can actually hit better and can actually play shortstop unlike Brandon Drury or arguably Jan Hervis Solarte. But he did see one of those guys leaving. And Solarte's name has come up in trade rumors, so you have to wonder if he is being looked at maybe for a National League team as a first bat-off-the-bench kind of guy, someone who can change a game with one swing, it would make a lot of sense because Drury is under team control longer than Solarte. Solarte has a couple options left on his contract for $5 million and $8 million. Drury hasn't reached arbitration yet. He's just going to get in there now, and he's not going to get much with the season he's had. So... The Blue Jays could potentially have a very cheap piece that can back up Josh Donaldson, can back up Devin Travis, can play outfield if needed, and and is another one of those versatile pieces, arguably more versatile than Solarte, because you can't conceivably put Solarte into the outfield. Whereas, again, Drury has experience at both corner outfielders from his 2016 campaign with Arizona. So he, he even had some time at first, so he could even back up there. So it does make Solarte redundant, and it does seem to suggest that Solarte would be moved. I know there's going to be a lot of Blue Jays moved that a lot of people are going to like. We're just waiting for the shoe to drop on Curtis Granderson. They're trying to move people out of the bullpen, but it's it's still difficult to really see what the team is doing here. And we can try to make sense of it with the help of the fans right after this. Okay, so I did want to get to some of the reader responses. But uh, before we do, we got, we got a couple. I do want to start with unofficial Yankees expert of the program. We, we officially came up with that title this week he has earned it with his comments david ta brown on twitter uh, aka the fake fan downtown we we went back and forth a lot this season trying to figure out what the hap deal would be and when i put out the poll david commented that drury would be playing right away versatile useful everything i said in the first half he stressed that billy mckinney isn't that far away that he did have a cup of coffee against Toronto earlier in the season. He got injured and got sent back down. But in his opinion, 
McKinney may be a more valuable piece of that trade than people might have suspected. And with Granderson potentially on the move and Dwight Smith Jr. already up, it's going to be interesting to see if the Blue Jays do give that first shot to Anthony Alford, who's been playing it well, or Billy McKinney. McKinney's a lefty bat, as mentioned. He's got a decent pedigree. He was a first-round pick of the Athletics. He, he again, had that cameo this year, but he he's regressed a little bit at AAA. He's only batting 227 this year, but you have to wonder, A, He's, he's still very young, and he hit 306 at AAA the year before, so he's he's still got something there. B, you wonder if he's not adjusting from changing his swing a little bit, whether it be because of the injury or because he's going for more power. His home run production is up this year with uh, Stranton Wilkes-Barre. So you wonder what what goes there. And again... If he comes up to the major league level where he's with a team where there's no expectations, he doesn't have to press himself immediately, where he can just kind of learn, he has a chance to become very good. There's there's a reason why he was taken in the first round. I don't know why he's been traded three times. It's a very popular lefty bat to have, I guess. But there is a chance for him to play himself into the discussion of the outfield next year and again this is the blue jays taking advantage of a team with too much talent at one position it's the teoscar trade from last year because andahar blocked jury jury became expendable because clint frazier is still in the yankees mckinney was expendable and i i would much rather have both those players but you're not getting them for a 35 year old rental starter and if the Blue Jays can kind of assuage Drury's fears and, and get that guy who was in Arizona, he's a very productive hitter in Arizona. Brandon Drury, over three years with the Diamondbacks, batted 271, had 31 home runs, 124 RBI, which I will take any kind of run production on this team because it doesn't seem to be able to do so. But he's a guy who generates contact. He's a guy who, again, you can slot in wherever you want. He's he's like Marwin Gonzalez, which I've said the Blue Jays have been trying to do with Gurriel. So if they keep those guys and then trade Solarte, which it, it will suck that the party bus will have to be shut down once Solarte moves. But if, and if that's the case, then I can see this making sense and getting a bit younger, a bit more athletic. Because, like, Jan Harris Solarte can't move. It's... It's silly watching him try to run out a grand ball. I Brandon Drury's a little bit faster than Yanharvis Solarte. Um, but we we do thank David Brown for giving the Yankees perspective on that trade. He was he was very happy. Brian Cashman wanted lefty pitching. He got lefty pitching. Yankees could be done trading at this point, even with the Aaron Judge injury from yesterday. Um. Uh, other people, uh, Adam at self of the six on Twitter, he didn't hate the trade, but again, felt it was redundant and thought it meant that someone would be moved. And again, all signs are pointing to Solarte in that instance, because Guriel is definitely a piece for the future. They want to run him out there every day. It wouldn't make sense to have Solarte out there. 
So it's very likely that Yen Hervis gets moved because that when he's 32, when the other bats are coming up, he's not going to be as productive. And I, I would not be surprised if they try and just get something for Solarte right now. Maybe a, a couple lottery ticket prospects like who they sent to San Diego. Uh, Colin M at Matt Maniac said this indicates Hap is not signing with the Yankees and is a pure rental. I do 100% agree with that, Colin. Also, he says Vlad Jr. is not seen as a third baseman in the bigs, which I'm not sure if that's the case entirely yet. Again, Brandon Drury is a very versatile guy. You can play him at second. You can play him in the outfield. You can play him at first if you really want to. I don't think it closes the book on Vlad Jr. as a third baseman. I know people have eventually looked at Vlad playing first base or, or playing a corner outfield slot, just just kind of focusing on hitting. But I think the Blue Jays are trying to keep their options open at this point, especially at the time when they're, they're again, not trying to win. Well, let's just say that right now. It does not behoove the Blue Jays to win very often the rest of the season. So... I wouldn't close the book on anything like that, Colin, but it does give the Blue Jays options in case Vlad Jr. doesn't improve defensively to the point they feel that he can confidently man the hot corner. So that will be interesting moving forward. Um, one other thing to touch on with this trade, and David brought this up when we were discussing the ramifications of this deal, is what this says about Josh Donaldson and what the Blue Jays' plans are going forward with him. Because he mentioned that Drury could replace Donaldson at third next year, and Jays fans would be happy. That remains to be seen. But because I brought up the point that Josh could be a candidate to accept a qualifying offer just to get a one-year show-me deal and try and rebuild his value, that doesn't really jive with that, which led David to ask if... Josh Donaldson could be traded at this point. And yeah, I think Donaldson could be traded if they get the right offer. It it has to be something within the ballpark of what they would have been looking for in the offseason because I think this front office is in a similar position in thinking. I think that Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro think that Josh Donaldson would come back on the qualifying offer. And even if he doesn't, the draft picks that they get for Donaldson signing elsewhere would be more valuable than any prospects that they get right now. So I I think it would have to be a move where the Blue Jays think they're getting those kind of draft picks that they're looking for in, in that sandwich round of the draft. If they're not coming close to that, then he's not going to be traded. I think they'll listen, but I don't think they will make a move. And and David concluded saying they were listening on Stroman, which is a response to John Morosi putting out the Marcus Stroman to Atlanta rumors, which that is going to be a very hefty package Atlanta would have to pony up. They would have to throw in t- at least two of Mike Soroka, Luis Gohara, and Tuki Toussaint. And I don't know if Atlanta wants to do that just because young pitching is very volatile. Soroka's already been on the DL. 
and they haven't seen what Toussaint and Gohara can do really at the major league level. I know Toussaint hasn't been up. I don't think Gohara. Oh, Gohara was up last year. My my mistake. He's been he's been up. The Brazilian's been up, and he's had mixed results at MLB. So I I'm not sure the Blue Jays would be interested in doing that just yet. They probably wait until the off season when Stroman's value is a little higher if they are going to trade him, which I still would not trade him. I still believe in the value of Marcus Stroman, and I think he's going to be important to have when the kids come up because I see this window happening a little bit sooner than other people, I guess. I think 2020, the Blue Jays can start making a run back towards the playoffs, but... Again, I'm not in the front office. I'm not an insider. I don't know who's asking on what. Uh, Atkins came out today saying they are not shopping. Stroman, Sanchez, and person who used to be the Blue Jays' closer. And I believe them. I don't think they're going to be shopping. It's going to take an offer that would blow them away to actually move one of those guys. But this is the point where we're at with the Blue Jays, where they will listen to anything, really. And the fans are just going to have to find their own reasons to to follow. As as uh, Mel at NWI Prince C, I I don't I hope I hope I'm getting those letters right, Mel. I I hope I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, then let me know. But she was actually excited because Drury was one of her favorite players to follow. And I think at this point in time, that's going to be what Blue Jays fans focus on is those players, those individual guys and rooting for their success, rooting for guys like Randall Grichuk to continue the the comeback, rooting for e- even a guy like Hendris Morales, who is just all of a sudden channeling the spirit of Harold Baines and Tony Perez all at once and just hitting everything over the park since he got to play Mariano Rivera for a day. Uh, rooting for a guy like Justin Smoke to maybe get back to 25 home runs. You're, you're going to be rooting for a lot more personal milestones than any kind of individual thing. You're going to be rooting for T. Oscar to maybe hit tw- the 25 home run plateau. Going to be rooting for Lourdes Gurriel to maybe hit 10 and and maybe get that average up even to 300. But it's going to be all about these kind of personal things. You you might even root for Troy Tulowitzki to make it back on the field. I wish you the best of luck with that goal, but it, it's possible. So that's what the Blue Jays fans have to look forward to the rest of the season, just rooting for those personal milestones. Um, this is a personal milestone for the podcast, episode number 79. Gonna gonna have to start thinking about what I do for episode 100. Um, I I have a couple ideas, but any any thoughts from the fan base, you can let me know at neoac18. That's neoac18. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Jays. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. Stitcher. A, guy on the street just saying hey listen to this subscribe any way you can leave a rate and review it's it's appreciated on this end as i appreciate all the support you guys and girls whoever you may be give me every week by listening i want to thank the people who contributed thank you to david 
our Yankees expert. Thank you to Colin. Thank you to Adam. And I guess thank you to Roy. He he, he said something. Thank you to Mel for, for listening. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. So for everyone here at Locked On Blue Jays, my name's Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for listening. And y'all take care.